Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 133 of The Dorksman. I am Clint. I am not Nate. Again. uh, Not Nate again. I'm glad that hasn't changed. It'd be weird if you changed into Nate this episode, between episodes. But uh, And it's just the two of us normal, but we do have a special guest joining us, and I'll let him enjoy himself. Hey, guys. This is uh, New Beardland, or Andrew, from uh, Toy Rewind. So happy to be back with you guys. Well, we're happy to have you. Of course, we sing your praises with our Bingo Square every week. I hope you actually know that. We do appreciate it. So continue to check that out, please. Um, Actually, Andrew, to give you an even bigger shout out, I know you do uh, Bingo for a number of different podcasts. Yeah, there's a lot of them on there. And we're about to I'm about to double it up. There's about to be a lot more added over the next little bit. We're going to redo some stuff. You know, so, but I mean, it, make it fun. The overall site is podcastbingo.com, right? Yeah, yeah. Just okay. something I, I bought that and I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to do this for more people because I just did it for Funko and then it kind of grew. You guys were like my third. And, right. Uh, but you guys have been the huge, the biggest ones that have used it for the most part. So I know, I know yeah. there's others that have used them. So, I mean, my point is go to, po- you know, I'm going to go look at it right now. I go to podcast bingo. There's, there's, uh, honestly, I can tell you how many are actually on there. Well, let's do some count. Uh, there's, there's Nerd Unite Bingo, Dorksman, STS Guys, Toy Rewind, Geek Together, Movie Retakes, The Average Nerd, and The Movie Gap. So there's already a number of them on there. That's pretty great. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. We're about to add a whole bunch of them. So, all right. Well, more, I, more, more people from the Cross the Streams of Media that are, right. coming, that are coming. So, oh, you're not doing one for the Joe Rogan podcast? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. All you have to do uh, is vaccine inward and. Um, <laughs> And uh, whatever Ivor mentioned or whatever that medication is, and you'd have the whole bingo card right there. Yeah, that, that's all it would be. Um, anyway, <laughs> that, but anyway, it's very cool to see. And I mean, there's cool graphics on there, so it's even cooler that you're doing that. And, um, you know, I hope people appreciate you taking the time to do that. So if you want to do the podcast now, last time Andrew was on was like, what was it, like episode 50 something? It was it's been a minute. It's it been, been a minute. minute. It has but, been a minute. But what I was going to get at is if you did the bingo square with that, we actually blacked it out. He yeah, we did. Up- I mean, I made sure we blacked it out. So we that was specifically. And we talked a lot about, um, I don't remember what the topic was. It was this this guy in a mask or like a cow something. <laughs> uh, but we blacked that out. And um, it's been a minute since I've been on. And I think it's for you guys let me come back on. Cause, well, you know, it, it, we, yeah, we want you I, on. I was, I was on. And then right after that, me and my brother started Toy Rewind. And then like you guys just ignored us forever. <laughs> Coincidence? Oh, I think not. <laughs> we were, we were, I, I, we listened. I mean, I was on the show. Joey's been on the show, but yeah, yeah. I, we, we get it. We get it. And I mean, time, you, I mean, time is always of the essence, right? So, oh yeah, you guys are right. great. Um, I've enjoyed it. And uh, all the support. Thanks for all the support for Toy yeah, Rewind. Well, we enjoyed Toy Rewind. So I make sure you guys, I, we're going to probably plug it more than once, but Toy yeah. Rewind podcast with the brothers Newland, uh, of course, where you can find him on Cross the Streams Media, where you can find us or find the STS guys or Secondary Heroes or uh, burn appetit uh three beers and a mic i mean there's so many great podcasts on there and there's they're all a little different you know there's some a lot of pop culture but there's some that talk about strictly wrestling there's some that yeah. talk about um and there's more coming they've added a new one just recently and i don't know if that's been announced yet so i don't want to spoil it but lots they're, still going just, on there yeah they're constantly adding so so check check out crossstreamsmedia.com for all of our podcasts and uh, of course we are at the underscore dorksman on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Please make sure you're following and join us interacting there whenever you can. And I think I got all the housekeeping, but if not, Nate, feel free to yell at me because I'm, well, let's assume you listen to this. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, um, one thing we also like to do is hashtag Ask the Dorksman. Please keep those questions coming all the time, every time. You know, to, I, I, My example is always 2 in the morning at 3 a.m. Something pops in your head. Go ahead and just 
tweet it out to us and we'll see what uh what comes up because uh we'll answer the weird ones we'll answer the normal ones we'll answer a lot of them they're in the sheet just ask manny manny can uh can tell you that's the case so um let me find this week's questions in my little reel here okay so we got two of them this week one is from the second air hero himself mr delorean wolfgang aka alex take any movie from the 80s 90s remake it but change its genre i'd take space jam a horror that would be a better better that movie is how i typed it you you can't better that movie it's already got michael jordan and bugs bunny in it so that that movie is amazing the soundtrack is great Uh, yo man soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks for a movie ever right i i would love to see this as a horror just like the idea like okay you know could be interesting but i don't think it's space jam anymore at that point i have never seen space jam oh you need to i know you joey can you cut clint out like this i can try I can just he, block him kind of like this. Yeah, I can't see him now. Yes. Yeah, right. Just me and Andrew now. Here, I'll take me off the screen and let you guys do that. How about that? I just, I, people that haven't seen Space Jam, like what, like not the new one. Don't worry about the new one. The old one. It's, yeah, yes, it's like, it's what were you doing when you were a kid yeah. besides watching awesome movies? Yeah. Um, I, I, so I look. Don't know, but but uh, I've seen a, the website that is still up, believe it or not. It does. It does. It's amazing. I have the um, VHS tape. This one was hard for me. I got to tell you guys. This one. Was well, hard. I'll go first because I usually go first anyway. So yeah. I'll give you a second to keep thinking. Um, I, I have a confession to make. So uh, Clint wasn't on last week with us. It was me, yeah. Nate, and Ferd. And I just want to point out to, to listeners right now that I've been on every episode for the last several weeks. <laughs> but Clint and Nate have not been on at the same time. So maybe there's some kind of Clint-Nate beef going on <gasps> that, that our listeners maybe can figure out. And Nate, if that's um, the case, let me know because I'm not aware of it. <laughs> If we're in a fight, I at least want to know that I'm in a fight. Um, so anyway, so Clint had, you know, even though he wasn't going to be on there and he was visiting with his uh, parents, shout out to Clint's mom, uh, he did pull those two questions that he's going to ask today. And I personally did not want to answer them because I didn't bother doing any thinking beforehand. Some of the questions you can just answer kind of off the cuff and it's fine. Others, you really have to think about it. And and these two were ones that, that really you know, required some, some thought put into it. So that's what I did. So I knew we were going to have to answer him this week because Clint was back on. Um, so <laughs> I'm such a ball breaker and everything. Uh, All right. I know you are, sir. Um, leave him unbroken. Uh, so, <laughs> no promise. Uh, I, I kind of cut it off just at the, at the, at the edge here of the timeline that Alex set is my movies from 1999. Um, and it's right. one of my Mount Rushmore of just favorite movies that I can just put on at any point and watch and that's the matrix um so i decided that i wanted to remake the matrix but make it a buddy cop comedy (laughs) i was worried you were going there (laughs) so from the perspective of agent smith and then the other two agents who are jones and brown you know because it's just you know random you know most popular americanized names i guess so the Jones and Brown would be like the new recruits and then Agent Smith would be like the the grizzled old police chief that's you know like on his way out so I'm thinking like kind of like 21 Jump Street type setup for the show so like buddy comedy type thing and then at the end like at the last scene like Smith finally admits that yeah guys I'm about to retire I'm moving to New Hampshire to be closer to the grandkids and then all of a sudden Neo just shoots inside of him and blows him up from the inside out and then there goes the visiting with the grandkids. And they're like, where's Poppy at? You know, because they don't have their grandpa anymore because Neo killed him. Um, Scene. The end. Uh, That's my movie. I'm sad that the movie retakes have already done their Matrix thing because that would be a great, like, pitch. You could just <laughs> I, uh, do the pitch with them. 
Wow, I, you thought it through. I'm actually, uh, I'm yeah. actually glad you you did that. You know, they're they're talking about the who was it the other day was still talking about it. I don't know if it was Jonah Hill. I think it was maybe Channing Tatum was still talking about the Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover movie is still on the table. Oh, yeah. They haven't ruled that out yet. Oh my god! So it's kind of very similar to that. Okay, Andrew, tie to top it. Um, so I, I actually have three. I came up with three. This is really hard because... Wow. It's so hard you came so, up with three. Well, huh? I came up with three kind of interesting things. And I had to Google it uh, oh. to get a list of movies because I was thinking about movies and I was like, Indiana Jones, but those are so great. They're already romantic. They're adventure. They're, um, everything is packed into these movies from like the eighties and nineties because they wanted to give you everything right. Yeah, the adventures are all of that. So I was yeah. like, this is really hard. Um, so I kind of went with the same route that Alex went with the horror thing. Um, and I have uh weekend at Bernie's, but it's That's a, a horror zombie movie? movie. No, no, no. It's a no. zombie movie. Okay. <laughs> so it's Makes almost, sense. it's almost already there. Um, yeah. Shout out, to my, shout out to my wife for giving me that idea. And us talking about that. Um, and then Turner is Turner and Hooch as a horror could be fun. <laughs> So like, like Cujo? I was like, Cujo. Yeah, it turns out like Cujo. Um, and then Angels in the Outfield as a murder thriller movie. <laughs> so those are the only ones that I could come up with. Like, okay, these these would maybe could make sense. Like Field of Dreams where everybody killed the White Sox and it's a murder <laughs> mystery. You're supposed to try. Kevin Costner's got to figure out who killed them all. Yeah, yeah that or one go. of the angels is, is actually the devil in disguise and is killing everybody. Yeah, there you go. All right, all right. Oh, um, the rookie uh with uh you know the little kid that gets the shoulder injury yeah do it like that but it's a serial killer uh and that's what he does when they're traveling he goes and murders people in the cities his, that he's traveling to sounds, sounds like a dexter with his arm yeah he just he just changes it out to a different weapon every time and just whacks them <laughs> to death with something random anyway uh my answer was jurassic park but as a comedy and that is actually inspired by the Jurassic uh, Park parody song by Weird Al Yankovic, where he does the whole claymation. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that video yeah, of it. Yeah. And it's actually pretty humorous. I think if you still have, you know, rampaging dinosaurs free, but, you know, make, make some funny jokes about it or, um, you know, it ends really silly or just something. I, 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 there's some great minds out there in Hollywood. I'm not one of them, but I think it could be good as a comedy. It could be. be. My that, that would work. I could see that. That, yeah. that would work. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. So it Alex, would be really good if they did it like as like, uh, cheesy B movie type style dinosaurs, where like they're obviously people in rubber suits. <laughs> you mean like Velocipaster? <laughs> yeah. So they've done this movie, is what you're saying? Yes, they, they this have. Is, this actually is a great idea. Yeah. Oh, Clint just, wins. That's my favorite the idea. First, the first five minutes of Velocipaster is just like you watch it and you're like, I know exactly how this is gonna go, but I'm gonna keep watching. It. It's that bad. All right. Well, anyway, Alex, thank you for the question. Please keep yep. them coming. Our next question, as we talked to earlier, comes from last week's guest bird or as you would like to know him on twitter as we islander 671 where the l's replaced with a seven not that hard nate he asks what theme song would you give each of your fellow co-hosts all right so i gave third one i gave third one as well because he asked so i, I gave third one and andrew radio one for you too so don't yep worry. same thing so for third i thought i'd be kind of ironic and i'm giving him no more mr nice guy by alice cooper <laughs> no <Okay>. more. nice <laughs> yes clint's gonna sing along as i go through my different uh different mr. answers nice 
For Andrew, I don't know. I just kept like I kept thinking about his, and his was the one that took me the most time to come up with. But every time I thought of Andrew, I kind of got like this Kenny Loggins vibe in my head. <laughs> really? So I decided to go with Footloose because I could see Andrew being that guy in the like like super like uh, conservative town that decides he's gonna break out and he's gonna do his own thing. <laughs> Type of deal. How did you know I live in a super conservative town? Because I do. Because <laughs> you live in Texas? Which is like every city besides Austin. <laughs> right. Um, and then for Clint, I just went, you know, straight what made the most sense. Dude looks like a lady by Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be mad at it. <laughs> and then even though he's not here, I gave one to Nate, and it's Wish You Were Here by Incubus. Wow. Way to stick that one in there. All right. Andrew, you want to go next? Um, yeah. So, all right. So, Clint, I started with you, um, and it's because I got high. Uh, which... <laughs> Afro Man? Afro Man. That is, yeah, because it's a uh, Colorado drug dealer. All right. Um, yeah, so there you go. Out. Um, and I'll I'll do so. My favorite is when I get it to get. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Nate's next. I uh, came up with uh, Saturday Night Divas by the Spice Girls. Uh, I feel like Nate goes out on Saturday nights and you know, he's kind of a diva. So. Hey, real real quick, uh, Andrew. I think your your mic's drowning you out here. Is it? I think so. All right. Well, um, got some static going. Right, there it goes. It's gone now. Good job, whoever so, did that. Yeah. Well, if I mute myself, it's good. Oh, okay. Well, um, we know where it's coming from. We're good. I can, go ahead. I can, I can fix it this second part. Yeah, just keep going. Um, we'll finish this, and then we'll go. The, uh, Joey's, um, and I'm sorry for this, Joey. Uh, no, you're not. Starbucks, friends, and low I love it. I love it. Friends and Because all of your friends are in low <laughs> Yeah, For you, at least. Yes, yes. <laughs> nice. For you, though. It'd be even better if I could hear exactly what Andrew was saying when he was telling me this. <laughs> Oh, I, I heard it. I heard it just enough. You're good. Um, and Sounds then, like he's in a snowstorm. Okay, right? okay, okay. Before I do this, I have one for all, for all three of you together. Oh. And that's nothing but a good thing about poison. Oh. For the dorks, man. <laughs> and I will fix my mic. I'll be right back. All right, well, you fix your mic. While he's doing that, I will share mine. Please do. So, uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go in the more. So, I went, Joey, you went first. I actually was a lot nicer about it than you were, by the way. Oh, um, who said I wasn't nice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to comment further on that. Uh, I went with Let's Go Crazy by Prince. And the reason is, it seems like uh, you are ready to go and get have a great time with everybody at every con you possibly can. I know you have plans for San Diego. I know you went just to Emerald City. I know you uh, will go to Dallas. Uh, I don't know what the Dallas one's called again, but I know you Fan Expo. Fan yeah, Expo. Fan I Expo. might go. So I know, I, but you like to, you like to have yes. a good time. So that's what I went with. Um, Nate, uh, I don't know if you guys follow Angry Angry Nate on Instagram, but he's been posting his Peloton results after every ride. And I know he does that as a joke because I think he has a friend that just can't stand it, so he keeps doing it. But as somebody who pays attention, I can tell that he's getting better not only with his calorie count, but his output. So I went Eye of the Tiger for him because he has been killing it lately. Um, and, you know, need to need to appreciate that because I know, I know it's hard to get motivated some days to get on a bike or do any kind of workout. So shout out to him for doing that. Um, Andrew, I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to do a Green Day song so bad because I know you're a Green Day fan. I'm a huge Green Day fan. But I, you know, I don't want to say, hey, you could be Basket Case or, hey, you could be, um, you know, American Idiot. Like, you know, <laughs> they have a lot of insulting songs, but they didn't really have any, you know, that I really wanted to really wanted to do. So I, I kind of went away from that. 
But we were talking about hockey a little bit earlier, so uh, I'm going with I want to drive the Zamboni by the Zambonis. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I almost put that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I mean, I, I, I literally have them right here. I was looking again. I have my Green Day catalog, all my CDs right here. Was looking through everything I could think of to find something, but again, their songs aren't exactly. Um, no, yeah, flattering. I had Nim- Nimrod was on my list for somebody, uh, and I was like, just as I was going, I was like, that's the first one I thought of. Yeah, so, I, I get, I get why. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wanted to call you a walking contradiction, but that wasn't going to work. So, you know, that wasn't a great Green Day song, but I did think about it. But anyway, that's what I went with. And then uh, Ferd, I did do one for you. It is absolutely not a surprise to anybody who's ever heard you speak or had any interaction with you whatsoever. It is. Happy by Pharrell. That appropriate. I, appropriate. I, I mean, and that one was easy. I'm like, ding, kind of thing. Because <laughs> that's guy, the one that opens the movie about Ferd's life, and then the one that closes it is the No More Mister Nice Guy, where he goes right. on a spree of just massacring people. Which, which you think would be a horror, but it's actually a comedy. <laughs> it is exactly. Just link it all back together. The people so, are actually puppets. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stuff goes still, everywhere when he runs I over. I still want to see. That Melissa McCarthy movie where they're all puppets is, except her. It is, don't, you don't want to watch it. No, I've heard no. it's so bad. Like it's, it's, it's not quite bad enough to where it's good. It's just bad enough to where it's bad. So <laughs> I've not watched it. The only reason I finished that movie is because I was already into it. I was like, I have to, I have to finish and hope that it gets better. It does not. Oh man, well I, I like. Do you guys ever watch Greg the Bunny when it was on? Yeah, I like that show. So I was hoping I had high hopes for it because I like that's that. That's a hundred percent better than that yeah, Melissa right. McCarthy movie. I don't even remember well, the name of it, but it's the puppets. Um, something yeah, about murder. It's, murder I'm a real horror, so I don't know. Anyway, um, anyway, Ferd, Alex, thank you for the questions. Um, and thank you for the – or actually, Ferd, I'm going to make you answer it since you were supposed to answer it when you were here last week. But somebody's didn't ask you the question. Yeah, Nate. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Hey, you don't show up. You get blamed for everything. That's how it works. That is true. I did listen to last week's episode, and I got blamed for a lot. So That's I, why you blamed for stuff today, though. That's why Joey shows up. Right. <laughs> I don't want to that's get blamed a, for anything. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It all makes sense now. Anyway, uh, we know we're a little bit week a week late this, but we are talking. We're talking Batman and specifically the Batman, the theatrical Warner Brother movie that just released last weekend. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. So spoilers, obviously, especially since we're a week into it. If you haven't seen it yet, I I, I, I mean, if you want to go see it, it is a long movie. Uh, I've had to warn multiple people about that. I had a coworker. I can't wait to see Batman. I'm like, you know, it's three hours. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, speaking of that, that'll be my first comment I make for it being three hours. I'd say maybe total. There was about 10 minutes that I would think I was like, eh, that wasn't really necessary. But other yeah. than that, I was pretty much into it for 90 something percent of it. I think they could have shortened a few things. There was, there was nothing in this film that I thought, Oh, that didn't, if they didn't absolutely need that. Like there was nothing I felt that yeah, they could like have said, trimmed maybe a here few and there. Minutes, yes, they exactly. Could have trimmed here and there, but there was no like, oh, what is that in the movie for? Like yeah. that. That maybe to was, get it down to like two forty five or something. So yeah. I think it came in at what two fifty seven or something yeah, like something. that. I I don't know. I mean, and that's the thing. I feel like yeah. I feel like you can sit there and say, oh, the movie was long, and this applies to a lot of movies. But you know, then you start taking stuff out and. You shortened it by like ten minutes. Like what's ten minutes? You know what I mean? Yeah, Especially yeah. if the scene's entertaining or, or you know, um but then there's movies like the original Dune, the nineteen eighty four one. Did you guys ever watch that? Oh my Mm-mm. gosh. Like yeah. the it was actually like four hours long and they cut it down to like I think two and a half. And then it doesn't make sense anymore. Right. There's yeah. like pieces you're like, Wait, why'd that happen? Where'd he come from? You know, so yeah. that's why I'm glad they're doing two movies even though they haven't even started the second one. But I digress. Um yeah, I mean I, I agree with you though. For the most part it was um 
There was it was it wasn't like I looked at my watch like twice just to see where we were in time, and also because I need to go to the bathroom because I knew it was three hours going in. But uh, it was it was like Lord of the Rings. Like it didn't necessarily feel long. It just yeah. felt you just knew it was long. You know what I mean? I mean they they keep it action packed and things are moving. It's not there's no low points. No, in fact, right, I like yeah. every time I even thought about going to the bathroom, I didn't go, and I'm glad I didn't because something then pretty much happened right after. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, let me give you Nate. Nate, since Nate's not here, but he did share his feelings. Let me okay. let me share that while we're doing this. As I cycle through here, our chat finder says, um, "I thought it was very well done. I don't know where I would rank it in my best of Batman films because I didn't feel like it was a Batman movie. All the other ones were very comic book, larger than life, and this one felt like a crime thriller. So I don't think it's fair to rank this against the other Batman." Which I wish I, he was here. I wish he was here too, obviously, but because I'm telling I, me he's an idiot. <laughs> well, but I, you can tell him that all you want, but I actually agree with him. I, I don't um, <clears throat> really. This, yeah, you uh, I, I think you can it. very easily compare it. Uh, I mean, yes, granted, the more recent ones, well, just about all of them, if we're being honest. So, if we're talking about the first four, the Nolan trilogy, and then this new one. And we're not talking about the, you know, Batman 66 movie that came out with Adam West. Um, I understand a lot of the detective part and a lot of the, I guess, crime thriller part that Nate's referring to. Yes, I think those other ones lacked that as much as maybe some of the uh, comics brought forth uh, with his original kind of, you know, character of who he was and all that kind of stuff. Um but I don't think that makes it to where you can't compare it to the other ones. Oh, okay, I, okay. I, I think yeah. that makes it to where it's just it's it's its own thing um, compared to the other ones in, in my mind, and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. In fact, I think if you're going to, and I'm not even counting um, dummy Ben Affleck's uh, Batman because I don't think he was a good Batman or a good Bruce Wayne. Oh, um, okay. All right. I wish he'd have just been out of that, um, and he didn't really have a solo movie anyway, right? I mean, no, well, he did not. I, I he mean, didn't have a solo movie. Yeah, you can't really argue. I mean, he had Justice League, and then he had the Batman versus Superman one. But anyway, um, I, I think when you do that, when you are going to all of a sudden kind of like with the Spider-Man thing, right? Like that's to me one downfall of the three different Spider-Mans that we've had. Mm-hmm. is that they're pretty much all the same with some slight variations. Yeah. But that's what I enjoyed about this Batman is to me it kind of... The Nolan trilogy kind of reset the tone of it and then yep. the Batman reset the tone again to something I think was even closer to, you know, kind of those original comics. And, and just my my overall opinion in ranking is it's one of the best ones out there. I'd probably still put it second behind The Dark Knight um but i will say this and i think andrew and i talked about this i think it has the potential to be better than the nolan trilogy overall especially depending on how they land the quote-unquote third act of the trilogy because i think this one starts off stronger than the nolan trilogy did i I love batman begins i think it's a great batman movie but i think this is a stronger start to a trilogy if that's the road they end up going down that's just my two cents to kick things off I will add in. I, so I, when I read Matt Nate's comment, I, I agreed with him in the sense that it wasn't over the top. In fact, I liked that there wasn't like a gadget for everything or that he could, you know, have his car self drive itself. That or, was a nice change of pace. You know, like it yeah. was like, I don't want to call it realistic, but it was more realistic. It was closer to reality. Um, of course, you know, and, and even, I mean, you know, even the Batcave itself was just 
kind of a big garage. With it was a big garage, and, exactly. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. This is still just year two. Understood. Understood. And then they made that clear. And I mean, we got things going. I know that, but uh, it, it still didn't feel like it. Just didn't feel like completely unrealistic. In fact, it felt like you know maybe a billionaire could actually do this if he was in his twenties or thirties still. You know, but um, yeah, I, I agree with him that that it, it wasn't over the top and bigger than life. It was like realistic and I'll, I'll talk more about that as we go on but uh i i i see where he's coming from with that now comparing it you have to compare it i mean there was still a dude with a cape on jumping around right. and yeah <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> yeah it was a dude with a cape on jumping around but i can see it from both joey's and nate's perspective because honestly if you look at this movie and you remove the cowl and the cape and he becomes bruce wayne who is a detective nothing is lost in this movie Absolutely. This becomes a crime thriller and mm-hmm. is just, and is still an amazing movie. movie. Yeah. Like just Agreed. the way it was filmed. So I can see where Nate's coming back or coming from with that saying, you know, it's, it's hard to compare because it's not the same Batman campiness that we have in all the other ones where, you know, you get a little bit of Bruce Wayne and you get a whole lot of Batman in this, we got to see Batman as a detective you get to see Bruce Wayne. You get to see this. You you actually get this whole real feeling about how somebody would feel if their parents were murdered. Um, and it's definitely very, like this very real like of Bruce. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll, let's let's address that. Let's address Battinson here and how we all thought when we first Battinson. heard that Robert Pattinson <laughs> was going to be Batman because I did not have a great thought when when he first got announced. Well, unfortunately, he's just. I mean, that's that's what typecasting does. It was not his fault, you know, that he's landed the major motion pictures of Twilight, which were poorly done. But I never thought they were poorly done because of him. So, um, so my thought, my original thought, had nothing to do with Twilight. Okay, it All had right, well, everything to do with the original pictures that they eventually showed with Pattinson and his little emo haircut that he had. And I was like, I don't like where they're going to take this if it's all about this, because that was the first shot we had for like what a good year mm-hmm. It's just him and this little emo hair. And I was like, I don't know what they're doing with this. Um, past that, I mean, yeah, he did Twilight and it's whatever. Those are not great movies. But yeah, like you said, it, it wasn't him. Right. You know? he, he was seems to be a thing. fine actor. I've seen him in other movies and he's fine, you know. So what do you I, think now that, that he did it? Um, after watching this, um, he is probably he's on par to be one of my favorite Batman's. What about right. Bruce Wayne? Because um, that's think, two I, different characters almost yeah, that you have is. to play. It is, and and that's one thing that I kind of differ from you, Joey. I think um, Ben Affleck didn't do a bad Bruce Wayne. I feel like his Bruce Wayne was better than his Batman. I agree um, with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. Still, same thing with George uh, Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney was like, see, <laughs> I, Bruce Wayne. I, yeah, I thought I thought Bruce I thought Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne was actually pretty good. His Batman was shit. Here, I, it's such a difficult character to cast because of the fact that and I know this might not make sense the way I say it. You have two separate characters, right, that are portrayed two different ways, but at the same time you still as an actor have to make that overall connection, yeah. right? Yep. And, and yep. it's it's been such a struggle, I think, for these actors to nail both. Because I think Christian Bale was a better Batman than he is a Bruce Wayne. Like, I think his Bruce Wayne was was forgettable. Whereas yeah. I think the the part of Bruce Wayne's life that they were telling the somber, I'm still emotionally trying to recover from what's going on. The I don't care about my fortune and the billionaire part of my name and my family. I think he did that very well. Now I am concerned about in the next movie when I'm assuming that they will start to portray Bruce because they've kind of hinted 
in yeah. this movie that he would he would start taking over that more philanthropy role and I'm concerned that that's going to play out correctly to to me and I I don't know if you can throw that in there but to me the the best portrayal of uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne was actually the animated series <laughs> I, I think they did a great job of pulling both of those together okay yes. um, I mean that's I will, fair. I, that's fair. Um, but it gives you a longer form to 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 work out all those different parts. Right. To me, this movie feels more like one of the Arkham games than it does yeah. in the same style of any of the movies that have that have been done before. I have no so, experience with that, so I can't comment. Go ahead. I think Andy. we have to set a, a precedence here. So unless we're talking about the Batmobile, I do believe that the '66 Batman and the animated series Batman are not comparable. I'd, I'd be okay throwing those out. I mean, they're because, fun to mention. They were, I'm glad they did them. I'm, I yeah. mean, I love the animated series, and I mean, they're in a they're in a completely gonna... different. My they, favorite they are. That's of what all I'm time saying. is the animated series. <clears throat> that's especially, and that's yeah. that's why I made that that note about it mm-hmm. being a long, you know, to where you can have time to flesh yeah. out certain stuff. But yes, granted, I think for the purposes of discussion, we should just compare the the movie versions. Yeah. So, so I will, I will this, say oh, Pattinson's Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. was great. I thought he was great. We got to see a good amount of him throughout the movie and just the way that he acts towards things like and it's the way that I feel like I may feel as a person if I lost my parents in a shooting like can I I want to address that I think the writing and the directing were really good in the Bruce Wayne area like when they're showing up to the funeral and he walks in they're like oh wow he's the only guy who's maybe more secluded than I am like finally because it's almost impossible if you're talking about realism for a guy to go fight crime at night and just be a chipper executive during the day. You know what I mean? So um, I, I appreciate that they like, and we've said this before, it was just a little more realistic than not realistic, but more realistic. And they, they made it the story fit and be actually appropriate versus him never sleeping. Basically. Well, if you, if you look at Nolan's trilogy, when, mm-hmm. when Bruce comes back into Gotham and besides Alfred saying, Hey, you know, we had you killed off, you know, a few years ago because you've been gone for so long. Right. The only other person in that entire movie who cares that he's back is Rachel. Right. Every, everybody else is just like, Oh, it's Bruce. He's back. Yep. Nobody's <laughs> like, Hey, didn't we kill him? Like what? I thought he was dead. You know, because it was a, there's no question a, about it. a figurehead more so than it was a person to yeah, right. everybody else because he's this larger than it's the same thing if you think about our billionaires today right elon musk jeff bezos you know warren uh, buffett you know any of those guys they they their persona has outgrown just who they are as an individual and yeah. i think that's a very difficult thing to translate to a comic book movie is that this person is really larger than life um, and it's like, how do you portray that human interaction that he has with other people while he's that Bruce Wayne character? I think that's another contributing factor to what makes it so difficult for actors to come in and both be able to nail the Batman persona and the Bruce Wayne persona. It's hard. And I believe Keaton did a decent job at it. Yes. Um, Even it though was Keaton fun. wasn't really tasked with doing a good job. No, he was, no. he was so, yeah, he was supposed to yeah. just be kind of a comic book. It was fine. It was comic. So I think Keaton did a good job. Keaton being the Batman that I grew up on will always be, um, in movie form, my favorite Batman, but Pattinson is right there behind him. Um, and I, I love the way that he did it. I think he did a great job. Awesome. Well, you know, real quick, since I have this up, or I thought I had it up, Manny, who does ask lots of questions, did ask, who is your favorite Batman? So we got Andrews. Yeah. Obviously, it's uh, Michael Keaton followed by Robert Pattinson. Joey, who's your favorite Batman? <sighs> favorite Batman just because I've got to go with 
a more in-depth portrayal over an extended amount of time, I've got to go with, with Christian Bale. Now, if you ask me that question again five years from now or however long it takes for the possibly the last movie to come out with Pattinson, I, I may have changed yeah, my mind. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to do that, obviously. And I and I, I, I agree with you. No, I, you're not allowed to change your mind ever, okay? <laughs> no, that's not something that happened. But I'm, I'm like Andrew. Uh, Pattinson is a very close second just because I did like the different portrayal of Batman as you know a, what? more of the detective side of things. I was right there with you, Joey, until like three days ago. Um, I worry, didn't rewatch. I caught it on, it was the dark Knight. Uh, no, the dark Knight rises. Um, cause I didn't watch all of it. I just watched a little bit of it. Um, and I was, as he's walking around his bat suit and I'm like, I, I still love this, this trilogy. It's great. And then he did his Christian Bale bat voice. Uh, and all oh. I could do was start <laughs> laughing. And I was like, that killed it for me. After hearing Pattinson do a, a good job at doing a bat voice without you knowing exactly who it is, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, you don't have the stupid, crazy bat voice that you have to do that's, you know. Well, again, agreed, agreed. And they did a good job of just the character, like you said, the character itself. Like, he didn't disclose a lot as Bruce Wayne. He wasn't, you know, in everybody's face and everybody didn't know who he was. It was kind of like, oh, I've heard of this guy, but here he is. And then even when he was there, he wasn't yelling or shouting or doing much. He was just there. And, uh, yeah, good observation. I, I, I have no argument with that. Obviously. And that's that's the only reason why Bale becomes my third now at this point because I'm like, all right, that the voice is starting to kill me. I love Batman Begins. I think it's a great who's, intro to this. Who's worse, George Clooney or Val Kilmer? Then oh, um, I think Val Kilmer is the worst. Really? I think, I, I think those are so close, but I think they're very close. Kilmer, I agree because because when Kilmer did it, I was still in this like, okay, it's kind of a good Batman movie. By the time. Um, Clooney took By the kind Clooney took over, it was a it was kind of a joke. Yeah. So they have you know the bat card and the bat nipples and all this stuff. You right. Know? So right. it's like it's like I you're back into this comedic thing back with the '66 stuff, and it's like to yeah. me Kilmer didn't pull off either. He didn't pull off Batman, or he didn't pull off Bruce Wayne, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, well, he's a anyway. Because when okay. I think right. back to what I remember about it, I can still remember Clooney's portrayal of like I said, Bruce Wayne being being fairly decent. But sure. when I think back to Kilmer, I'm just like. Uh, you, you know, you did nothing. Did, was Kilmer ever actually? I like. I, I, I can't remember it either. Like, yeah. Wait, was he actually Bruce Wayne in the movie? I, I mean, I'm he sure had he to was. be. But I'm sure yeah. he was. But I don't yeah. remember it either. There's none Fair. of his scenes that like. I'm like, yes, that was Kilmer as Bruce Wayne. So yeah. I'm sorry, Fair. Clint. Did you answer who your no. favorite Batman was? I did. I, I agree with you. Um, mine still is is Christian Bale, but yeah, yeah Pattinson's I, up there, I, and I do. I like can very Keaton. easily see that, and and. What I enjoyed a lot about this this movie too was just the little small things mm-hmm. that they included, like the whole thing with the eye black on his face underneath yes. the cowl that you saw once he took the cowl cowl off. That was not something that you typically saw in the other movies. It no. just it just seemed and Clint, you mentioned this earlier, just an extra layer of kind of realism right. that a lot of the other movies didn't bring. Because maybe those producers and directors felt like, hey, it's a comic book movie, so I don't have to necessarily address things like that. But I yeah. like the fact that Reeves did take the time to address some little small things that made a big deal. Because when you take off the bat cow, your bat, your your eye makeup is still there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it comes off with it, <laughs> right? You know, and and I, that's one thing that I just love the realism of that. Because when he takes it off, it's like okay, you know, you didn't just magically wipe it off and right. whatever. We just saw you with it an on, and you had it there. 
it's not like yeah so i love that I okay so great. i i think we focused a lot on pattinson and the batman yeah, bruce wayne yeah. character which obviously we need to but there were so many other great supporting roles and supporting actors i think we'd be remiss not to mention some of those so i, I say we kind of start with the, yeah. the the biggest bad of all of them which would yep. be the riddler mm-hmm um i i enjoyed the it, it was very joker-esque to me the way that he portrayed the riddler um the riddler that i've seen before portrayed was kind of more like this goofy guy with right. all his you know puzzles that you had to figure out and you know obviously the batman 66 version is very campy the jim carrey version is very campy you know so that's all i've ever known and this one was definitely a a darker more serious like um like jigsaw from it's a very i, I definitely had jigsaw saw, saw feelings from the movie yes yeah okay. and i liked it i thought it worked well with his character and i think dano's portrayal of that type of person who is just completely unhinged uh with his life and is just out there doing whatever i, th- I thought was great i thought it was fantastic dano dano is a great actor I've, oh, yeah. I've never seen him in something i didn't like him in um and he's done some interesting roles so i i i i, I was very weird th- about the casting choice i'm like the same kid from little miss sunshine you're gonna draft him as the riddler but i think he did a fantastic job and i'm not surprised i just was surprised initially but i'm happy with how it turned out um andrew what do you think um, well, first off, I'm surprised you went with Little Miss Sunshine for Paul Dano and not Swiss Army Man. Um, well, I could have gone that. I could have gone that, with um, the girl, I'll, or is it the girl next door? Yeah, um, I, see, I, I haven't would, seen him in anything that I can recall. I was so like he was fresh to me. Yeah, I was immediate. Like really, okay, but you know, I try to give everybody a chance until I see it uh, and everything. And I think he did a great job. Um, Joey, you said this earlier. You said it to me before I could even think it. Um, out loud this felt like an arkham movie or like a a, one of the video games like a movie directly from that Mm -hmm. and the joker or the riddler in the the most recent one is very it's it's a it's a lot darker but the actual character like drawn character version is like a little mix of the two the two so he's he looks kind of like his old one but his the style and the games and stuff you have to go through are very dark like this. I mean, he's not kill actually killing people like he is in this one. Um, but I loved this. I was a little worried. Um, I didn't know how dark they were going to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. And they went a little darker than I was really expecting them to with like the rats and, and stuff. I loved it. Um, but I, I really didn't know. And I, I avoided as many spoilers, um, <laughs> sure. as many trailers as I could. I saw the first one when it came out and I was like, I'm done until I see this movie. I don't need to know anything Mm -hmm. else. So I didn't know how dark it was going to be. And I, and I was like appreciative of that because it felt like one of those Arkham games in real life. And I love it. I think Paul Dano did a great job. I did too. Now, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, Joey. Did you want to say something, or am I good to go? I, I was going to switch over to another character, but if you I, have something to say, about I don't want to do that yet. I want to kind of address something that actually really bothered me in the movie, and I mean, this might be a personal thing. So, um, again, spoilers, obviously. So, the end uh, when they're in the the garden, as they call it, the sports arena, whatever it's supposed to be. I'm guessing Madison Square Garden because it's. Supposed I think to be it, I think they literally called it Gotham it's, Square Garden. Gotham okay. Square Garden. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever it was, um, and there's. You know, the Riddler has basically recruited through social media all these people to basically come gun bearing and ready to shoot people. Um, It really bothered me. And it bothered me, you know, because last time there was a real Batman movie, 
that happened here. There was some clown who dressed up in complete body armor, went in the theater and shot some motherfuckers. And, um, you know, that really triggered me. I'm not going to lie. And I, you know, this is, goes back to the realism. That's cause that shit could happen. So and, I, I agree with that. And it's not that that shit could happen. It's that it did happen right on January 6th. Right. And I was going to get that. Yeah. I agree yeah. With you completely. So, I mean, it really like, I got really uncomfortable with it. I know what they were doing. I hope that people are paying attention to the social commentary with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I like, I like, I, I, my, uh, my father-in-law got up, he went to the movie with me and got him went to the movie. Then he went just sat closer down instead of trying to you know, get through the middle again. And I'm glad he wasn't. Cause I was squirming. I was so uncomfortable with that part. Um, I think if they had done it in a poor way, I think I would have had an issue with it, but like, I think they handled the social commentary on it. Well, I don't think it was too over the top. I thought it right. was, and maybe that's what made it uncomfortable was that it was as realistic, realistic. as, like, as yeah. a, this could right. very well happen. Because I was thinking the same thing while I was watching it. I was like, okay, I, I, I could see this. And I, I think that adds to, again, what makes this movie work so well is that you could see all this stuff happening because again, some of it has transpired or, or, or it easily could like they, they spelled it out. So my point is, I mean, it, it, it just, you know, again, if you haven't seen it, be ready for that. Uh, but more importantly, like I hope the social commentary is not, a, does not escape everybody who sees this movie. Yeah. I this really is don't. definitely, this is definitely the first Batman movie that we've seen actual social media take a place in, mm -hmm. you know, and the fact that he pulls all these people, I, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, I'm with you. This is what could happen. But it did. It didn't bother me the way it did, and I understand why it did bother you, Clint. Sure. I've been in that. I've been in that theater. I saw Civil War in that theater that you're sure. talking about, mm -hmm. and you, it's it's there. Like I wasn't in Colorado when that happened, so I. Right. But I could tell. Like this is this is very interesting. Oh man! So, so I mean, just to give you my story, like I remember the day after I went, you know, because it happened on a Thursday night. I, I had friends who were in Aurora seeing an opening night. They weren't at that theater. I didn't know that at the time. But, you know, I heard it that morning and I just flipped out. Like, yeah. I'm like, guys, I got to call you back. I, I can't work right now. I got to make sure these guys are all safe. And they were. Thank goodness. Yeah. And, I, you know, my heart still goes out to everyone that affected by that. But that just hit me really close to home. And, I, you know, I'm glad to hear you guys also kind of saw it because, I mean, but that's kind of also the point is, you know, when people do that, it's scary. It's bad. It's it's frightening. And and it can be. So anyway, I'll, I'll get off that now. Yeah. But um just really hit me home and i you know i hope if anybody's listening to this who experienced that i'm with you if you want to talk about it, you can find me <laughs> um, I, I did want to address one thing real quick because andrew and you were talking about the social commentary in in this particular movie and, and sure. we actually did see that a little bit in uh the dark knight um when he uses the sonar technology or whatever it is uh, i'm probably not saying that correctly where he's using all the different cell phones um, in the he, entire city to map stuff out, and right. you yeah, know, Lucius right. tells him that he is not comfortable with this, and he says, "Use it this one time, uh, and then destroy it." So I, I, yeah. I think that that kind of made, made that same commentary because that's you know when we're really getting in the height of smartphone usage when that you know mm -hmm. when that movie came sure. out, and you yeah. know when Big Brother mm -hmm. watching you and being able to use it to monitor you. So I, I did want to kind of bring that up that there was a little parallel. Yeah, there. I, I can see it. I can see how that could be taken in the same kind of thing. I, I feel like it's a little different. That's more cameras and cell phones and whatnot and things that, but this yeah. is actually people on social media. Like right, commenting right, right. And, and, uh, same thing, but also different. Yeah. And I mean, with school shootings and everything else, you see somebody say, bring your rifles and what caliber. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's like, Oh, like, yeah. Oh, like, 
Uh, it, it does make you feel uncomfortable, and sometimes that's what m- the best movies do, is make you uncomfortable, fair. you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Okay, I'm, thank you for letting me get that yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. One. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Gordon's character, Jim okay. Gordon, uh, played Wright. by the by the amazing <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. I kept waiting to ask what if. He never did. Um, I, I loved it. I love Jeffrey Wright as an, as an actor. I absolutely love him in Westworld. Sure. Um, and I think he did a phenomenal job again, building up the, the early version of James Gordon, yeah. uh, into mm-hmm. what we're going to, you know, eventually see, you know, look, no, no offense to Gary Oldman. Uh, cause I think he did a fantastic job. He did. He did. Um, but again, this is talking about early. I can see Jeffrey Wright's version end up being my favorite in the long run. So the part that I missed with this, um, and, and as we mentioned, this is year two of Batman. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've missed the first two years on how Batman and Gordon have come to somewhat trust each other. Now they do if- mention back and forth. I only trust you or you, they, they talk about it a little bit, but I wanted to see that. Whereas we got to see that with Nolan's. I wonder if we're going to see, I wonder if they didn't want to do a true origin story, but if we're going to get flashes of that over the next movie, like they want, they didn't want to do barely any of that in this one. And that's great. And that's fantastic. And I like it. But like you were saying, I think for character development, especially their relationship, um, I think that is something that you've going to, you're going to have to address in the second one. If you really want, want to build it up truly i mean can they not do it and it still be great yes but i'm sensing that there's going to be some flashbacks um, in this next movie coming up so he's only lieutenant in this movie he's, like, he's, yeah, yeah. he's way down that. there compared to being yeah. commissioner so he's got some up you know uh, so uh, yeah I, there's going to be there has to be gordon focus i agree with the yeah. casting choices i understand it the original commissioner for the batman movie or movie excuse me comic book was black right i, I believe so yeah so i mean it's nice that they like like you said i loved um the guy who played him beforehand uh I can't think of his name now. Oh, you just said it. Gary Oldman, yes. And I mean, like, Gary Oldman could be any character, and I love it because he's so good at it. <laughs> Winston but, Churchill. I mean, he goes from Jim Gordon to Winston Churchill. Right. I mean, that's oh, yeah. pretty I, impressive I, range right. there. Yeah, I agree. But but I I, I have no objections or complaints. I just Jeffrey watched Wright. him as Dracula earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. Like, he's he's all over the place. But Jeffrey Wright is also good. It's just he has yeah. that very distinctive voice now. So he's what if uh, the Watcher, along yeah. with. Commission recording, and I think their chemistry together uh, yeah. was great. I mean, especially it, if that's okay. gonna be something that they explore throughout. Agreed. I know we we didn't do this with, with Dano, but um, favorite Gordon scene. Gordon you, scene, you've got to have one. Well, one of my favorite scenes with them together is the interrogation of the penguin. Mm-hmm. Just oh, just no, because of just because of everything that kind of goes into it right where he's like good cop crazy shit yeah where like y'all are supposed to be so good and y'all couldn't figure this out and then you know the part where he's you know got his feet taped together and it kind of looks like he's waddling like a penguin going after them and that's also the introduction isn't that the introduction to the batmobile too yes yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so that that whole sequence of events is 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 great to me what is your favorite scene since obviously you asked the question you must have one mine is the one so they're in the the interrogation interrogation room and he and he's like you gotta punch me you know they go yeah and then and then right after that when he's on top of the building and he goes you could have pulled that punch he's like i did i did (laughs) that was pretty good that was pretty good and i was like that is such a batman thing to say like i did what do you you think i wasn't gonna like (laughs) we're friends obviously i pulled the punch i i I have to agree with you that might be mine too even though yeah i I just love that that. no i'm with you um as for dano um like the whole the whole part where you know my favorite dano is and this is gonna sound insane 
is when the explosions are going off for the vans and he's just sitting there going pow and timing them exactly oh, yeah. right when they yeah. go off um, Watch, but, yeah. but he was really good in the interrogation room too um when he was in the or the the visitor center whatever you want to call it um yeah. like i said he's a good actor he knows what he's doing so do we want to talk about the interrogation between that him and batman sure. if you want to let's talk about it because i me and joey have gone back and forth on yeah. this okay um because obviously we could talk about it because you didn't see it till yesterday. Right. And I didn't so, say till today. I literally or, or, got home. I got out at 2.30 and it's 4.30 here. So two so, hours ago. Yeah. So um, really with this, it's he's talking to Batman through the glass. They're talking about everything. Batman, or Pattinson is standing in the back. He's kind of in the shadows a little bit, but not completely. You can see him. And then right. he starts talking about all this stuff. And you, you can see in Pattinson's face, he believes that the Riddler knows who he is, knows that he is Bruce Wayne. Well, they kind of set that up too when he was in his yeah. apartment, you know, yeah. with the newspaper yeah. clippings. Yeah, right they kind of led you, the viewer, to think that that's what he was thinking. You yeah. get all of these things about Batman, and then there's a picture that's right there of Bruce Wayne. He's like, you, he thinks that. And then he says that one line, it's, um, we got him. The only one we missed was Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can see it in Pattinson's eyes, or sorry, in, in Batman's eyes, that he doesn't know who he is. And he, and it's like a relief for him yeah. that he's like, all right, and not everything just got screwed over. So, and I yeah, know me and Joey went back and forth scene. trying to decide if that's the way that it was supposed to be taken or or what. So, I believe it, you. I I was I questioned it too. I I thought he still knew, but I mean, he never told anybody. And, and yeah. even at that scene where he looks at the camera and sees it's on, but nothing happens out of it. So I guess that's a, yeah. a logical conclusion. Yeah, I don't think he knows. I don't, I don't think, think he knows either. Which is I surprising. think we were just led to believe, like him, like they brought us into his mindset. Oh, he knows it's you, and then it's like, oh no, he doesn't. Okay, yeah. Um. So what about? Because I know we got a lot of characters to go to, but yeah. they were so just great, such great characters. What do y'all think about Alfred? So watching Alfred, not that I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, Gollum did a bad job. Andy Circus. Thank you, Andy Circus. <sighs> I, I, I feel like I, Jeremy Irons needs a better better swing. Um, he was one of the best parts of uh, I, any Batman interaction in what called the Justice League series. And I wish he would have been in there. With that said, the only issue I have with Andy is he, I don't feel like he's old enough to be Alfred. Now, Alfred, I like that it's a younger Alfred, but I feel like he should have been still been older in comparison to Pattinson. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be hard to top Michael Caine. Uh, he's just one of my favorite Alfreds. Um, just, I, I think he portrays yeah. who Alfred was to me um, in in the comics and in the cartoon. I do a lot of comparison to the animated series. <laughs> we got um, Obviously. Um, but I, I'm kind of like you, Clint. Like, he, he wasn't my favorite uh, portrayal. I think the scene with them at the hospital together... I think was great. I think that whole sequence of events where you see him get so emotional when he's, you know, feverishly trying to get back to, to the mm-hmm. mansion, mm-hmm. to the penthouse to try to try to help him. And then, you know, him going to see him at the hospital and, you know, them finally admitting that, yes, they do have like a father son type relationship. I thought was great. And it may have a little bit to do with just I don't think they had enough time to kind of flesh out his character more. Because they did have so many characters that they were trying to flesh out and get to. Which is usually one of the downsides with the Batman movies when they put so many bad guys, so many villains for Batman to deal with. Because, I mean, he's he's dealing with the Riddler. He's dealing with the Penguin character. He's dealing with... um, 
oh, uh, uh, Falcone, Carmine Falcone. Um, not really dealing with Catwoman because to me she's not really portrayed as, as a villain here. She's definitely. Um, but it's it's still another relation. It's like so many relationships that they're trying to connect Batman to and trying to flesh them out and stuff. It can be a lot sometimes. Um, yeah. But I, it it was not one of my favorite characters. Um, so I. I liked Michael Caine's character, the way that he portrayed Alfred so much better than any of the rest because he is truly this um, older serviceman who is now serving the Waynes and helping, or he's raising Bruce Mm -hmm. and doing things. um, But he is, my issue with Jeremy Irons is like, you get this view that, he is a super intelligent being that can work on anything in any kind of way. And I know that's kind of how Alfred was all a little always portrayed, but it's yeah. not realistic. Like hmm. just because he's the, the, the Butler and the caretaker for Bruce doesn't mean he knows how to fix a voice box on a Batman cow, like, and do all this stuff and work on the back computer and do this other stuff that, and, and I think uh, Michael Caine did a great job. He's like, hey, I'm trying to figure this out while you're trying to figure it out. We're doing things and it's you know kind of working. Fair. Where he's got Lucius Fox, who's actually doing all the big tech stuff. Right, right. right. Um, so I, I liked that Circus was involved in this a little bit. He's not trying to be that master tech person. Um, you do have this character relationship between him and Bruce, and, you, and they're going to flesh that out. Um, they do have a lot of characters that they're flushing in this, but also we're just getting bits and pieces. Like yeah. we're going to get more penguin in the next one. We're going to get more, a cat woman will be back. We're going to get more of these characters and they're introducing them saying, Hey, these people are around. It's not like they're just going to pop up in the next movie. Aren't they, since you mentioned the penguin and fleshing him out, it, isn't he getting his, uh, either a spinoff movie and, or an HBO max series? series, I think yeah. is what I've I heard. I've, I've heard multiple things there. So I'll, you know, until I, I think there is something, I just don't know what, I mean, it's listed in IMDb that, you know, uh, Colin Farrell's got, and I think it's even listed kind of funny the last time I saw it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check real quick while we're talking that it's, it's something. Like, in other words, there's going to be something that they're going to do where they're going to kind of flesh them out. But it's like right now it shows in 2023, it shows the Penguin, um, but it says TV series. And then if you also look in 2023, it says Untitled Batman spinoff TV series. So I don't know if they're planning on like Disney plusing this and like doing multiple. Sounds like it. Um, but I mean, look, if, if you do it well enough, um, more yeah. power to you. Uh, you know, I might actually keep an HBO Max subscription instead of just getting it once or twice a year for a month and then immediately okay. canceling it. Um, but I don't so, know. I, I like how you looked at IMDb to get that information, but I do want to recall back to 2016 when we saw Ben Affleck was going to be the writer, director, and star of the Batman, and that changed. So right. Oh, well, until, that, that, that's it, yeah. until it releases, <laughs> I don't the, believe anybody. The that's only fair. thing is, is it doesn't say like 2024, 2025. It says 2023, which is next year. Well, so that's but, like a. To me, they must have him locked in for that. Something. But in defense, before the Batman movie happened, they advertised that the Flash was coming this year. (laughs) True, and now that's not coming to next year. That's true. You can't can't say that anymore. Um, But anyway, my point is, or the point is, um, yeah, Andy Sedek, just to go all the way back, Andy Sedek is Sedaris, excuse me. Andy Circus. Circus, sorry. Sorry, there's too many Andys apparently. Was um, a decent Alfred, but it wasn't my favorite 
you brought up a good point yeah. about the tech stuff, but I still would like to see the character portrayed by Aaron just because he thought he deserved it because yeah. of how well he did the first, you know, major minor appearances Jeremy Irons had. So yeah. we mentioned we mentioned Oswald or Oz as they kept calling him yeah. in in the movie. What did y'all think about Colin Farrell's portrayal? Okay. First of all, it was so crazy the transformation with to me very little makeup and appliance application. I mean, just enough to kind of change his appearance, but. To me, it was his acting that that just totally took me away from thinking, "Oh, that's Colin Farrell." You know, it was just like this to me, like a different actor almost portraying this character. I I, I struggle with this. I don't know why they had to have him in there. There's no reason for it. They could have found some other actor, even a no name, yeah, so, to do that role. So I I disagree. Um, okay, his, the, his acting in this is Colin Farrell's acting. Like everything I've seen him in, I love him in. Um, he's a lot like Gary Oldman to me. Um, okay. He can transform and do all kinds of things. And it's his acting is amazing. I don't care what he looks like. I don't care. It, it makes no difference to me. But the way that he acts, the way that he portrays the characters, I don't know anybody that could have done a better job, to be honest. Yeah, I don't have I a problem with him at all. I, I think I think he did fine, too. And I'm yeah. looking forward to the series and giving him a, a vehicle to really yeah. get a chance to flesh out that character more and to, to develop him and to turn him into you know, the the kingpin that he became. I mean, he's mm-hmm. basically like a mob boss in his own right, you know, and there's a lot of stuff to be, you know, be worked out there. Obviously, the Falcone character is killed off. You know, Turturro doesn't have a lot of screen time, but what he does with what he has is is typical John Turturro. But, I thought I thought John did a fantastic job. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. For, the, yeah. for the time he had, he did a great job. Yes. But if, if you remember, we, we kept hearing the other mob boss mentioned, but we never actually Maroni. saw Maroni on screen. So I have a feeling he's going to be rolled let's, into that let's... series Let's come back to Maroney. Okay. Uh, right now? So Farrell, I had forgotten he was cast because that, that announcement was made so long ago. It was back when we were still getting Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. They cast him. And I'd completely forgotten until like three days before I went and saw it. And I, I happened to lean over to my wife as he's on, like he's doing this scene. And, and I just leaned over to her and I was like, hey, that's Colin Farrell. And she was like, What? Um, and just like she was unless you look in the eyes you can't really tell like it's his eyes they give it away Um, but I I think he did a great job Um, every bit about it I am all up for this TV show whatever it's going to be I'm all there for it now Maroney in this I think so because they talked about it they talked about the drug bust they talked about all this stuff and they are not that far away from that actually having happened Right? right in this series this all starts on halloween it's it all happens within a week and they are not far from that having just happened and i think that's going to flow into the next movie based off of things that they have released since the movie has released i think just my personal opinion is they're gonna visit the series if it does stay on track with 2023 for filming will obviously come out before the movie so i think they're going to probably flesh out some of this underworld crime boss drug deal mafia type stuff in the series like that's in my mind how i hear the series playing out it's like the batman version of the sopranos like that's in my mind what i'm thinking this series is going to be and then you will see the culmination of everything that takes place in the series that batman's not now got to go deal with in the movie again that's that's just my theory of what's going to happen i could be dead wrong on it but that's just the way i'm thinking about it right now yeah yeah Fair. I, we'll see. I mean, that's that's the 
Like I said earlier, there's some smart people in Hollywood. I'm glad they're doing this versus me because I couldn't yeah. come up with this good idea. <laughs> so, so I will let them handle it. Uh, so one last uh, main character to talk about, and then I guess we can start talking about kind of, you know, maybe where we see things going, although we've kind of touched on that, is uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. If I just have this thing to say about this. If you don't care about Batman, if you are not a Batman fan, Go see this for Zoe Kravitz. She does an amazing job. I love this. I love her as Catwoman. But if you are a Batman fan, go see go it see anyways. Because it. oh. it's amazing. <laughs> I love. It. But if, I'm just saying, if, if she could, I don't know. I'll see anything that she's in. I think she's hot. So you know, she <laughs> you're did not a wrong. Great job okay. at Catwoman. Um, I loved her suit. I loved her little like hell or mask thing that she wore. It's practical. It's not like she's. I, I, it's more Michelle realistic. Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer all the way, um, Anne Hathaway all the way, but it definitely a different yeah. portrayal from the Selena Kyle that we saw in Batman Returns, where she's just kind of like this pushover, just you know, you know, easily forgotten about person until she has the accident and you know changes into the Catwoman persona. Whereas, like to me, Zoe Kravitz's character starts as Selena Kyle as Catwoman. If that makes sense, yeah. in other words, she starts with that almost like a chip on her shoulder, you know, just, you know, she's, it's her against the world because of what, you know, happened to her mom and with, you know, Falcone being her dad and all that kind of stuff. So I like the different background of the Selena Kyle character Mm -hmm. leading into, again, just hypothetical. I'm thinking they'll turn her into, and it's always been a weird relationship, right? Like, was she always really a villain? It's always kind of this, you know, there's chemistry between the two of them as Bruce and Selena and then as Catwoman and Batman. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to portray that. But I think she is going to turn to crime in some degree through the mafia part and maybe like being like the anti-villain or the anti-hero, I guess I should say, type of role. Not anti-villain, anti-hero type of situation in either the next movie or possibly in the series, too. You know, because there's not a lot out with the series, I, so we're just all guessing right now. I don't think she's going to be a major part of the next movie. You don't think so? I, I, I think Why not? she may be. be well, I, I feel like the way that she left and the way that she's she left town, she's going to try to get out of it. She's gone to Bloodhaven. She's going to be in that area, and she may pop in. I just don't think she's going to be a huge part of the next one. Is that Now, I don't know anything about the Catwoman story in the comic books. Is that what happens in the comic books, or is it more? Bloodhaven no, no. is where the Nightwing character kind of takes that's, off. That's where it? Nightwing, yeah. That's where Nightwing okay. takes off. Um, but, it's, but it's always been. It's a town. It's basically just like right, you know, it's uh it's like upstate gotham isn't it yeah so it's, it's like new york and jersey like they're they're not far apart like so it's it's not not a big deal so just, and, and it could be them here. dropping it could be dropping them stuff like like i said a lot of hypotheticals i don't know if they're gonna go the disney plus route and flesh out some of the stuff in between these yeah. movies if they're gonna try to build a big universe you know with it i don't know but you could definitely easily see uh kind of a, a solo-ish type WandaVision type series with her in Bloodhaven for, you know, six to eight episodes or, you know, something like that. You know, we're yeah. not quite at the point of bringing in Nightwing because we haven't even brought in, Robin. Yet. you know, Robin, unless Robin. the mayor's kid's going to end up being the version of Robin, <laughs> which is... I saw a meme about that. It's a picture of the mayor's kid staring back at Bruce and he's standing there and he's holding the little Robin outfit. And, he's like, <laughs> and I was like, that, that... Mm. Could be. That's that's that. That'll be too good. Could um, be. 
I mean, he's an orphan now, and that's where Robin comes. Well, I guess he's not an orphan. He's got a mom. Yeah, he's got a mom still. <laughs> mom yeah, didn't yeah. die. I forgot. He's still got a mom. Yeah. Um, but hey, he's he's a troubled little kid that needs a dad. So so we brought that up. So I'm going to go ahead and, and talk about that because that's a future thing. Um, I would like to see a redo of the Robin character because I know we kind of got and alluded to Robin in The Dark Knight Rises a little Just bit a with little bit, uh, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? And I thought that was an interesting take, but I didn't mm-hmm. think it was really fair to the fans um, of like a true Robin. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them take another stab at it. I think Matt Reeves could pull it off to where it wouldn't be like the the campy ward of you know Bruce <laughs> yeah. that you know is just it, well, it's... we we already have a slightly different Bruce Wayne origin story here with the fact that they changed his mother's maiden name from to Kane Arkham to Arkham so we oh. have a different story here I didn't this know could that. be a different yeah. Robin story like this it could, could be something that still works you well still... and there's so many multiple. Um, Robins that have there appeared are. through the comic book series. So if you want to throw in another name now that's never appeared before, hey, so be it. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to pass judgment because it's not one of the. It's not Jason Todd, and it's not. Um, why can't I think of the original one? Dick Grayson. Well, a, Dick Grayson. Like yeah. I, I don't care. Like that's fine if you're not going to do that. Like I, I would very much like to see the two of them develop like a some type of relationship in the second movie just where he kind of fills in like as that father figure role and then finally maybe in the third one that he like actually brings him all the way on type of thing i mean if you look at if you look at the dark knight um we've never gotten a robin character whose name is actually robin and so the fact that they try to drop that they are trying they were trying to do something that to me didn't work they could have ignored that entire thing at that movie and in this movie no 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 in the the dark knight 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 rises Rises, yeah yeah yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that. And, you know, I, that's one thing I don't know much about. Like, I know, obviously, the Batman story from all the multiple media, TV shows, movies, right. etc. But I don't know the comic at all. And I don't know how that relates to people or what they think of it. And maybe at this point, they don't care because it's been done so many times. I yeah. don't know. But I think that's an interesting dynamic, especially since at the end, Batman does come and rescue well, who is now the new mayor. And, of course... Um, I don't, remember, I don't think he has a name, but the kid and his mom from uh, the we'll say current mayor, they're in there too, and he rescues all of them. So that yeah. could definitely be like where that guy, kid's like, I want to be a helper like Batman. How can I do that? So I, I hear you. I get, I get where you guys are coming from with that. Um, one thing we haven't touched is that, uh, what do they call it? Uh, an IMDb, the uh, unseen prison inmate at the end. Talking ah, to the Riddler. yes. yes. Um, obviously, I'm assuming that's the Joker. Um which is and it's funny because I, I was looking through IMDb to find all the actors' names and what else they've been in and stuff like that, and it's actually a, a name we've just recently come across, mm-hmm. and that was from the Eternals. That would be Mister Barry, and I'm not gonna screw up his name, but it starts with a K. I, I think it's Keoghan. I think Keoghan. I think you're right. So um, I I I had no idea that's who that was. So that'll be interesting to see um, that. What I do like, and you know, this isn't like I feel like every comic book movie does this especially the Marvel ones. Like once they're kind of done with the villain, they're dead, they're done, they're gone. Like that doesn't happen in Batman. Like so, they're still around. Um, you know, Penguin for whatever reason, still free, even though he openly tried to shoot a guy in front of the cops, <laughs> which I never stood. But, um, you know, like the Riddler's still alive. He's just in Arkham. Apparently yeah. the Joker's alive in an Arkham. Catwoman's still alive and around, you know, like they're not dead. So I wouldn't be surprised if all this comes together at some point. So, so two things. We don't have to assume that that's Joker because Matt Reeves publicly came out and said, "You're right, that's Joker." 
Oh, oh well, I mean, his, his exact words. We know that that's Joker. Okay, we know enough. that that's coming. Um, and the original trilogy arc that I had read, this is back in 2018. Okay. Um, even before we knew that it was going to be Pattinson, I think we saw uh, Affleck on the on the border for that. So this could change. But what it was was that Joker would be dabbled into the first two movies, but would come into play in the third one. Okay. Um, as this larger kind of running all of these other villains from Arkham and then become the big bad. That'd be interesting. I'd be down with that. So the fact that they've done it in this one makes me feel like this could actually be happening. Um, we're going to get to see little bits and pieces of him here and there and got to see how evil he can be. Mm -hmm. And then we get to see him all in all. Now, we also have heard Reeves say that um, what's his name? Cohen? Co Kogan? Keogan? Keogan. Keogan. Mm -hmm. um, will not I play the Joker. Will not play the Joker in a full set. He mm -hmm. said that. that. He brought him in to play this real quick because he needed some things. He actually shot other scenes with him as a police officer also to confuse the um, any fans that might have seen anything or anything that got leaked. Oh, so... He he has said like that he's not gonna play the Joker like this is really that's why, that's why you didn't get a full facial shot of it. See, I didn't. He now and the and the voice was very different because you know we had just seen him in Eternal, so I was very familiar mm -hmm. with his voice. And I told Andrew this after I got out of it because he and I I think ended up seeing it on the same day and we're very close to pretty close getting yeah. out of it at the same time. Is I, it sounded like uh, Cameron Monaghan's uh, Joker yeah. from the Gotham TV series? Like the voice sounded very similar i was like oh did they did they get him in just for this because i was thinking the same thing i'm like okay they got him in just to do the little teaser at the end but it'll actually probably end up being somebody else so it's interesting that they got i'm not going to say like an a-list but i mean he's a fairly big name he was just like you said an eternal up and comer for sure yeah he's definitely an up and comer so it's it's definitely interesting that he got him to do that and is not going to end up you know, continuing on with him in in the yeah. next movie or two, or so they say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, these are these are things where I mean, Reeves has also said he doesn't know where they're exactly going with things. Like, there's an idea, but you know, those scripts haven't been written, and who knows? Things change day to day, right? So it's like, all right, where where can we go? What can we do with this? And I love that. I love that they're just not like, hey, um, we've got to get from point A to point Z, and mm -hmm. so you've got to come up with this whole thing now. Like, let it flow. Let's see how things work out. So obviously we've seen all these characters before on the small screen and on the big screen. We've seen the Joker. We've seen the Riddler. We've seen Catwoman. We've seen Penguin. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, who would you like to see portrayed on the big screen as a Batman villain that has not been portrayed oh, yet? Um, I would, and this is, this is, this is hard to say because, um, We've seen Riddler before. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, like I said, big, uh, big screen with Jim Carrey, little screen, you know, whatever. By the um, way, same glasses from Paul Dano and Jim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I've, we've seen that, but I never felt like the, the Riddler character was ever captured the way it should have been. Now it has. So now um, I have to relook at all the characters that we've seen. Um, Man Bat is another great one that I loved from the animated series. I thought about that, but I don't know if he would translate into Reeves' universe, where it I, seems I, like I, it's I, much more grounded in reality. Yeah, Fair. I don't. I think that's Fair. that's really hard to do. But yeah. um, he would be one of the ones at this point. Um, um, 
Phantasm would be nice to see Phantom of the that, but it's like uh, there's so much. There's so much there. See, I I, I I have my favorites, and most of them are from the animated series. Sure. Like, yeah. I love I love Clayface. Clayface would be my answer. I think you could do it, but you would have to take a different approach to it. Like I don't think you could do the kind of you know chemical sci-fi type thing that lets him kind of reconfigure i think he would just be like a master of disguise type character i think the ventriloquist i think would i know that's kind of a deep cut i think that could very easily work because you could just portray them as this crazy person that's got this ventriloquist dummy that he uses Um, no it's baby doll that's what it is yeah yeah um i think that would be a good one uh, but if i had to pick one that i thought would 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 work well for this series i think it would probably be the mad hatter i think you could very easily yeah. the only problem with that i see is that the mad hatter is to me is like a combination of the joker and the riddler like you know it's kind of like the jigsaw character again right like yeah. it's all these crazy things that he does kind of like the joker and then he's usually got some stuff you got to figure out kind of like the riddler so i don't i don't know if they would necessarily go for go for that as a character but that that would probably be my top 3 and i could see them doing doing any number of them in in the next movie or two i just to clarify harley quinn has never actually been in a batman movie in or batman big screen movie right no, no, they've been no. in the. They were in Suicide Squad together, but it's not the. You know, right, that's, that's not a Batman. Batman makes an appearance in one of hers. Right, so, yeah, but no, she's. I'd be interesting, that. and especially now that they have Arkham established, it'd be interesting to see a Harley Quinn show up yeah. somehow. Yeah. And and I have heard that rumor, and I've also heard the rumor of another character, which I don't know a whole lot about, is Hush. Um, but there was some rumor that because of the way that they brought in the story about Thomas Wayne and him having the unintentionally, I guess, having that reporter killed and possibly the reporter's kid growing up to be the hush character, but since similarities in the names that were mentioned. Hmm. So, so I've never read hush and the other one that I just got it, it's the long Halloween uh-huh. Um, so this ba- is what I have understood from those two is based a lot of there's a lot of things pulled from those two. Yes, that's um, what I've understood. As obviously, well. the long Halloween, a lot of the time frame since it all happens a week, you know, and there's more villains that are happening there. Um, I just got this. I'm ready to read it. Um, but, yeah, I've kind of heard that. And I'd love to see Hush come out like just a few things that I've seen would be great they have some animated movies uh that are done with some of these uh comic lines isn't there and i think they might be on hbo if they are i think the hush maybe was animated and i think the long halloween maybe was was animated Um, into something as well was it that would be nice to see i don't know if i see i'd never heard of the long halloween until about three weeks ago well i think some of the noland series was kind of based on there yes so actually it just came out last year there's a part one and a part two okay um of the long halloween um that is that is out that i'm thinking would probably be on hbo i don't know that for sure yes it says watch on hbo max i'm gonna have to check those out then yeah there you go another villain that i heard thrown around which is interesting is the court of owls which i think would be see that's a whole nother series like yeah i think that would be a lot to try to bring up just into you know because you didn't even really allude to it at all in this one so i don't know how much i believe those rumors that the court of owls is going to be brought into i feel like the court of owls is going to be would have to be its own full like two to three movie arc yeah or Mm -hmm. again played out in you know, uh, um, Disney TV, series. TV series or in a TV yeah. series. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So. I think that could, I think that could work. I, th- I think if they play this right, 
I think they could do these movies with, again, some of these series to act as filler in between and really yeah. capitalize on this thing. Who knows? This may be the the part that finally kind of brings them up to where Marvel is. But, you know, that's been a struggle for DC, and we've mentioned this on several podcasts before, is that they have just not been able to replicate what, what Marvel has been able to do with the, with the MCU. And they've like retconned like what three or four times with different mm-hmm. characters and different movie versions and you know i if if it were me and i was warner brothers i'd be uh hooking my horse up to matt reeves and this new batman and 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 expanding off of that more so than I, any of the other ones i don't know if i were warner brothers i'd i would officially come out and say we don't care what marvel's doing we're gonna do our own thing because dc comics are darker and right. we, we don't like stop trying to do a universe just give me movies and you know if you've got a few here and there but stop trying to do a universe but i want to see a good justice league team up. oh that would that would be great and you can pull people but it don't make them to where they have to be movies that you know line up together like, no, right? no, no no because no, the no. comic the comic yeah. books don't line up together so it no. doesn't matter take a justice league and say okay we've got this wonder woman this batman this superman we've got these we're gonna throw them all in here and they're gonna be they're going to be the Justice League, but don't care about linking everybody up together. Marvel's done a great job of it. Guess what? Their comic books do that all the time. Right. DC doesn't care. They don't do that. They tell fun stories, and that's what we have. We've got 3,700 different Batman you know, books here that all tell a different story and all tell the, you know, the same thing at the same time, and it's different. So You, you, you mentioned something that... I wanted to to touch on and I had forgotten about it. So I'm glad you said something. So you talked about it being dark and that's kind of, you know, where DC is, is it's a darker uh, universe, if you would. And I think that's one thing that they've struggled with translating onto film is, is having this darker series portrayed correctly. And I think this may be the best adaptation of the dark DC universe without going over the edge like they tend to do sometimes like i felt that they did with the the um ben affleck version of batman for yeah. example hmm. or it being the other side and being like way too campy I, right. I think they found a good way to do dark and to do it well with the matt reeves version i would agree with that and i mean it, and i'm intrigued to hear more absolutely absolutely like no question and yeah, it's not as campy, and and you, and you knew that going in. It's not like they, I, and if you didn't, you have not been paying attention. Because yeah, like I even knew that, and I've tried to ignore as much as I could because right. I wanted to go in this as fresh as possible. Right, but it's and that's what that's what makes this bat the Batman we'll call it series work so well is they're they're told they're different stories. You know, they're yeah. told differently, even though the villains might be the same in a couple of them. We're gonna maybe have three different Jokers, but or four, I guess if you count uh, that other guy from uh, Suicide Squad. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Jared Little. But uh, at the same time, um, you know, they're all different and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do we wanna do we wanna talk about what's happened since the release? I I, I are you about with the uh, website with the website, the L the URL. Yes, I do, because I, I went to it once and I didn't a get it right now. Okay. Um, oh sorry, uh, what is it, Rata Alada? Yeah. yeah Rata Alada, there it is. Um so they dropped this right before um, in like one of the last trailers that it was a website. And there's a lot of different things that, you, that they were doing beforehand and it's changed since they did the last marketing push, right? And then it comes out in the movie. They use it in the movie. It's kind of cool that they use it. As a web mm-hmm. developer, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, I think that's freaking amazing. I, love I, that. 
I, I love when media or when marketing goes beyond just one medium and yeah. I, I'm 100% with you. I mean, and the marketing for this went so far because mm-hmm. after the first viewing of it, the website changed and it started listing um, IP addresses. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight IP addresses that are listed. Um, and if you don't know what an IP address is, I'm sorry, um, get with the times a little bit. Uh, <laughs> And these IP addresses are based off of dates that happen within the Batman universe. The first one being Batman, the first Batman, and it's the date. Uh, it's what, 2705-1939. So it was May of 1913 with episode 27, uh, not episode, comic 27 of the Detective Comics. That's the first Batman. So you've okay. got this little awesome thing. The second one, 1-3-1940, is the first viewing of Joker and Catwoman together. Then you've got 58, 12, 19, 41, which is the first time that we see Penguin. Um, and then 140, 10, 1948. It's the first time we saw uh, Riddler. Then we've got 405, 3, 1987, which is the first time we see Falcone. 16, 4, 1943, the first time we see Alfred, uh, which is very interesting to me that we went all the way from 39 to 43 without seeing Alfred. So I I did not know that. That's very interesting when I started looking these up. And then we get uh, the very last one. I'm going to skip one because I'm going to come back to it. The very last one was the date 03-04-2022, which is our release date for this Batman. Hmm. Um, And then the one that I skipped, um, 258-10-1974. That is the first time that we see somebody escape from Arkham. And that's Two-Face. So mm-hmm. that's why I have a feeling the next movie is going to portray more of this Maroni drug bust because Maroni also is the, in the comic books, the villain who throws the acid mm-hmm. on Harvey Dent's face that turns him into two face. Right. So they've built this up. This is all going to happen. I, I think it's going to happen in the next one where that's going to be there. We don't know who uh, Dent is yet. But I think that could happen. We could get a two-face introduction with this case in courtrooms because they're dropping information to us. And I think at the same time, we're going to get some kind of break out of uh, Arkham. Like it's this whole information. The website has changed since that happened. Yeah, that's And given us all of this information because um, there was a countdown. Ba- basically, it was a countdown. It was a loading screen. Kind yeah, of the percentage. And, yeah. and it went, it hit yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Or day before yesterday, I don't remember. I downloaded all the stuff, and it's all these photos and stuff. It's freaking amazing. It's well, all the stuff that was on his wall. So not only that, if you reload it, it gives you a different message and just one picture that's not included with that other bundle. You talking about the uh, um, the one that has the cryptogram on it? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I I downloaded. I got that one like right after it happened because you get mm-hmm. that one really early. Um, and then if you figure out the cryptogram, which if you have done it through the movie, it's the same one that he uses in the movie. No, oh, which says um, what? It says, "You think I'm finished, but perhaps you don't know the full truth. Every ending is a new beginning. Something is coming." Hmm. You know, obviously an allusion to, you know, what could be happening in the second movie with, you know, the fact that they showed the two from Arkham and like you said, you know, the date of the first breakout in Arkham and all that stuff. So uh, I would definitely like to see some more portrayal of Arkham Asylum as a set piece in one of the next movies that comes out. Or again, 
and I'm going to throw this out there, HBO, if you're listening, I know you're yeah, out there. I mean, there's so many opportunities at this An point. Arkham Asylum series where it's focusing pretty much just on the hospital. You could have, isn't that where Dr. Strange, uh, Hugo Strange was originally, was uh, working out of the Arkham Asylum? You could bring his character in for the series. There's just so much potential here, and I'm just so excited because the Batman was so well done that I'm just geeked up waiting for the rest of the stuff to kind of roll out and it's it's like i'm just wanting more now like i don't want to wait till next year for anything more so you know (laughs) i I have not bought a blu-ray and i can't tell you how long uh probably tenant robert pattinson was probably the last blu-ray that i bought not like a christmas movie and so this will probably be the next one that i get Um, uh he you can you can robert pattinson thanks you for that yeah, <laughs> um, his movies. Um, you could go buy the uh, Blu-rays of Twilight, also, Joe, if you need to get that full. I'll I'll pass. Collection. I'll let Clint have those in his collection. I'll borrow them if I need them. I I, I, I don't <laughs> buy DVDs. I don't buy Blu-rays or DVDs anymore. If they're given to me, it's whatever. But all of mine is digital. I will have this. I don't care where it drops. Um, a whatever series. I'm, I'm sure it's going to go to HBO at some point or somebody, yeah. and I don't care because as soon as it drops, I'm going to buy it and watch it twelve more times. Yeah. So agreed. I don't need to be waiting for people to be like, Oh yeah, we're going to have it this season. And then next season or three weeks, it'll be gone. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not in for that. If I want to watch it, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be a digital version. For me. It is definitely a rewatchable, just like the, the dark Knight is. So it, it definitely has that. Like I said, I, I, I was very inclined to try to go yesterday to rewatch it and things just didn't line up for me, but I definitely wanted to go back, even though, you know, it was nearly three hours, just a few minutes shy of that. I was, I was willing to go in for another three hours because yeah. I was into it for all probably two hours and 45 minutes of it. So, <laughs> Well, final thoughts, Clint. Um, it, it was good. I liked it. I, I I'm a little upset, and this is not at the movie. I'm upset that I just saw it a little bit ago because it, it it is a movie that requires processing because there's it, yeah. it's long, so there's a lot that happens, and B, it's dramatic and it's uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. Overall, I, I liked it. I look forward to where the franchise goes, and I like that there's um opportunity for new and old stories to be told. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I'm piggyback off of Clint right there at the end. I'm I'm just excited about the future of of what this can bring, just in more movies for Batman. But again, the possibility of maybe a couple of spinoff series here, or there on HBO Max. So definitely looking forward to it. Definitely was not disappointed. There's there's barely anything that I could point to, and I'd really have to think long and hard about what it was that I didn't like about it. And so I'm, I'm excited and, about the future. And even the things you didn't like were necessary or were part of the story. Like, mm. it, it, like you know, I've talked about how uncomfortable I was, but it was still important for the story. Yeah. So, yeah, fair. Uh, for me, man, this has been such a roller coaster since we were announced that we were going to get Ben Affleck as Batman in 2013. It has been a roller coaster ever since. Just to watch DC go up and down and what's going to happen. It's all the way through all this stuff. Um, and then in 19, when we hear about Pattinson and then we get COVID, which delays everything. Um, but it was, it was a, a roller coaster that I would ride again, knowing how this ended with this amazing movie yep. and what we had to look forward to. I would do it again because I loved every bit of this movie. I didn't um, realize the dark Knight was 10 years old now where dark Knight rises was 10 years old. Damn. All that's right. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, that's, I mean, the fact that we're that far away from, uh, that that Batman series because that's that's about the time frame that we had between uh, Batman and Robin 
and mm-hmm. Batman Begins. I think there's 11 years there. So we're we keep those gaps between these, but we have these random Batman things that happen in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, we got Affleck and all this. Which if we took <laughs> Affleck out, I don't care. Like I I still enjoyed the Justice League as a movie. Sure. Um, it was it was somewhat entertaining to me. It didn't follow all the stuff. It was not my favorite, but I, I still watch it. Like it was okay. This is what I get right now. Um, mm-hmm. But then we come in, we see this, and this is definitely will fall in probably my top ten favorite movies of all time. Wow, high praise, which, high is, praise. which is strong. Yeah, high get out of my head, Clint. You did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess. Wrap us up, Clint. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, that is our talk of the Batman. If you would like to comment on anything, please do. Manny did ask us questions. We answered most of them. We didn't answer our favorite villain of all time, but I have a feeling we're all kind of the same uh, from the movies. And I have a feeling we're all Heath Ledger Joker. But um, we talked Batman, Batman, Batmobile, Bruce Wayne, villain, and Alfred. So if you'd like to comment, please do. We'd love to hear did you. We, but... Did we mention our favorite Batmobile? I guess we didn't. Um, no, we did. Real quick, uh, my real my quick. favorite is the, is the Dark Knight series Batmobile. The, the tumbler with the um, ejectable motorcycle. Yeah. It was enough. Is, it was enough cheesiness and enough uh, enough yeah. fun. That's right. This right one right. is pretty close though, because I like the just the old school, you know, muscle car vibe from it with a little bit of the blue flame jet engine out the back. But I do I do enjoy the tumbler with the with the motorcycle shooting out, and and there's just so much awesomeness out of that that it's it's kind of hard to beat. But the the uh, muscle car version from this one's pretty close. It was fun. It was, it was fun, and it was like it was souped up enough to be still semi-believable i mean that was probably the most unbelievable part of the whole movie was the car chase scene but oh um, so see that that to me this is the most logical batmobile we've ever seen. I, yes agreed agreed that, um, that's where i was and I, I love this i i thought it was amazing my favorite batmobile is the animated series and i know we said we weren't going to compare though but the batmobile counts <laughs> you can throw it in there that is the most illogical to me is that <laughs> because of the length of it but it is freaking amazing um, yeah and so those are my this, this is like my second favorite i love this battle by the way penguin couldn't drive the hell out of that ford focus or whatever he was driving it wasn't like a great car <laughs> yeah. but just, jesus yeah <laughs> he drove the hell out of it yeah anyway all right so um that is a wrap uh, any questions thoughts or anything let us know post on manny's and we'll see it and we'll talk there whatever the case is but andrew tell us where we can find you uh, find me over at toyrewindpodcast.com or with Cross Streams Media with the Toy Rewind Podcast and my brothers. Um, you can find me personally at New Beardland basically anywhere. Uh, so Twitter, Instagram, all those good stuff. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, that's that's me in a nutshell. So that's all of it. It's quick oh, and easy. How did I get in this giant nutshell? What kind of nut goes in this giant nutshell? The Lost in Powers for you. Um, excellent. Thank you for Andrew. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Yes, thank you, you for coming on. Yeah. yeah, thanks for uh, sharing it. Come on, guys. Yeah. We just want to make, we want to make, we want to take your time because we know you're busy with your own podcast, but we do appreciate it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of us, you can follow us at the underscore dorksman everywhere, including Twitter and Instagram. We will not have a Tuesday night Twitch stream this week, but we will have a Friday night Twitch stream this week. We are getting together with Sully and co-streaming some new courses from Mario Kart. So if you'd like to either watch or play with us, please do. The more the merrier, anywhere and everywhere. We love to have your company, so join us. Um, and, and that goes for you, Nate, with your uh, Mario Kart you found on the couch cushions. You, you kind of have to be there this time. Because <laughs> it's going to be, I think it's, I, I don't quote me on this, follow our, instant, our Twitter, Twitter and Instagram, but I think it's going to be. Twittergram? Twittergram. Twittergram. I, I won't put it on Facebook, but I think it'll, or MySpace, but I think it'll be on uh, 5 o'clock Pacific time. But again, follow us to make sure. And I think that's everything I got. So uh, thank you again. And uh, to all the Batman fans, I, you know, I hope you enjoy the movie. And with all that said, 
We're homies. I'm Batman. And as always, play on. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.